Welcome to another episode of the Marvel Guys Podcast. As always, my name is Jordan, and on my left is my co-host, Spencer. How are we doing? Great. Feels good to be back doing this. This uh, It's been a wild, eventful time in the last month and a half or so, but yeah. We hope everybody's had a good little winter here. Um, we enjoyed our break, although the, the break was COVID-filled. At least <laughs> it was a break nonetheless. Uh it's been it's been a fun time for us as Marvel fans just to kind of enjoy what we got. And we're not being overloaded with content, but what we did get to see was incredible. Uh, if you haven't checked out already our Spider-Man review, it was fantastic. I mean, what an experience. Yeah. yeah. And we didn't get a chance to recap and just kind of reflect on Hawkeye episode six, and so we're going to take the the chance to do that today. I know the excitement is kind of worn off by now, but we wanted to make sure we still got our thoughts out to you guys. Uh, during this break, we weren't able to do so, so we're going to have some fun today, and I can't wait to talk about all the future TV shows that are coming up. We got so much, we just checked the schedule. Uh, even though some things are being pushed back, the TV shows seem to be holding steady, and Speaking of the TV shows, right off the bat, we got we got a trailer from Moon Knight that you've said repeatedly is the one show that you're looking forward to the most. And I think, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but primarily because we've never really seen something like this in the MCU. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think this was my most anticipated Marvel show for sure. I, I wouldn't say, like, Marvel anything because couple of these movies coming up are, are going to be huge and you know obviously like most of us are most excited for like Thor or Doctor Strange um, but as far as the shows absolutely yeah Moon Knight uh, I was the most excited for I was the most excited for Moon Knight like when I saw that they were even doing it and I think at that time we already knew about WandaVision being a thing and we already knew about Loki being a thing and I skipped right over those two and was like nope Moon Knight <laughs> um, because yeah dude I, I I don't think and and I think that the trailer kind of summarized a little bit of it um, but yeah I don't think that we've really seen anything like this in, in, in Marvel yet and uh, man this is going to be intense it's going to be fun um, and I'm just excited for this i can't wait it i hope march 30th is like tomorrow you know what i mean like <laughs> that's what i'm hoping for it was really funny to see like the juxtaposition <laughs> of hawkeye versus this television series because mm. they both seem like kind of city-based but one's like a christmas jingle and one's like a metal song <laughs> yeah. you know like it's, it's very... they seem to be on different wavelengths here yeah. and the you know it kind of reminded me a little bit of the uh, Batman Begins. Yes. Uh, and it was just a, a very interesting, um, fast paced trailer where you get a lot of different info. And, you know, there's some horror in there that uh, is really, really fun to see. Mm -hmm. uh, what, what was your biggest takeaway knowing that going in, you were already excited about this, but now that you saw the trailer, what, what are your thoughts on what we've seen and what to expect moving forward? Um, my my biggest thing is the the villains are 
guys that once again are in Marvel Comics, but they're like not prominent figures within Marvel Comics. So once again, it's Marvel kind of plucking a random character out of nowhere and kind of making them something uh, and turning them into something really, really cool. Um, because I believe that the antagonist that we've, oh, the, the one that we've seen in the trailer played by Ethan Hawke, I think is, uh, he had a little bit of a run like early on in Moon Knight comic history, but it's nothing recent. So, uh, I'm, I'm really excited for that, but I think what I'm most excited for is that they're really just like staying true to that, like Moon Knight character, like the, the character of Mark Spector, um, it's it's really awesome it's really confusing at times but um you like i said before too it, it's like it's not confusing it's it's confusing in the sense that like shutter island was confusing maybe the first time you watched it or uh it was confusing for a little while until you get to the end of shutter island you're like oh that's why this is happening and then it clicks and you're like oh my gosh this is incredible Shutter Island took me six yeah. hours to watch. <laughs> so I kept rewatching it. Yeah. Because I wasn't good. I'm, I'm a regular dum-dum when it comes to a lot of movies. <laughs> I swear. Yeah, it was it, it was a fun movie for me. I loved Shutter Island a lot. Um, and Inception was, was very similar to, to that in, in a way. Um, so, yeah, I think that's what we're going to be experiencing with, with Moon Knight. And I think that the trailer kind of, summarized that in a way where that wasn't the biggest thing but you could see that that's where they're going with it and i like that and they they kind of like threw an egyptian theme in there towards the end yeah to kind of almost tell you hey like we're, maybe we didn't highlight it in this trailer but yeah there's these origins here yeah um that yeah. was pretty cool because egypt is always a, a fan favorite yeah and I think that that's not to get into like a prediction part because I know we'll probably have some sort of prediction video, but like I would almost assume now after seeing the trailer that like episode five or six, if it's six episodes, most of that fifth episode would probably be the origin of how he came into contact with Kanchu so that you have that. Maybe the, yeah, maybe the first four episodes are like, you know, just craziness and, you know, but I'm excited, man. This is uh, my most anticipated Marvel entity. So very excited. It looks so fun. It looks different than everything we've gotten so far. Yeah. Um, every show has been completely different. Yeah. I mean, genuinely. We've had uh, WandaVision. WandaVision, which was, which was in its own yeah. category. We've never yeah. seen a TV show like that, period. Yeah. Um, we had uh, Falcon and Winter, Falcon Soldier, Winter Soldier, which was next. a story of um, race. It was a story of mm. class. It was a story of history within the United States um, with with superherodom. And then we got Loki, which literally <laughs> changed everything. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, you want to change the world and be global and have all this crazy stuff happening? How about we... The entire series is within a three-block perimeter in New York City. How about that? Let's let's right. go back to Hawkeye. <laughs> right. And everything takes place in a tiny little you know part of New York. And now we've got this dark story 
um, it's really cool. Every single show has its own identity and they really are able to prevent uh, crossover issues because if you had like, what do they have? Like 12 TV shows or so coming out, they could start blending together if you use the same formula and you know, you're looking at all these characters that kind of have the, the same path to prominence. And that's probably really a success story of hiring the different directors that they do give these opportunities to. Yeah. And going straight to the source um, for many, many different ways. Uh, you can put that at the types of people that they hire and the types of characters that they uh, portray. So I don't know. I, I just... I love that because a lot of people that criticize Marvel uh, often say it's a cookie cutter way that they um, have their movies made and yeah, the stories are often origin the, the same. But when you look at the TV shows, you could take somebody who really doesn't care for the MCU movie, like cinematic universe, and show them the TV shows and they could really get into it. You know... Yeah, that's true, but not to get into like the soapbox kind of mindset, but like I feel like the same people that are like, oh, Marvel's cookie cutter or whatever are the same people that get mad at stuff like Eternals for being different, you know? Like, sure. Like, people, I don't know. I think people are, uh, they kind of get into their, their own space a little too frequently when it comes to like entertainment these days um i've enjoyed every series so far um there hasn't been a bad movie bad uh series at all that i've seen uh and i I think it's really cool that they're all drastically different from each other because like you said you kind of can get sucked into being cookie cutter which is what you don't want to be um so yeah it's been a it's been a really awesome time for marvel anything 2021 was awesome for marvel i think 2022 is going to be that much better yeah uh, i think it's a fair argument to say that like a lot of the marvel movies are very similar and if some people don't like that that's fine um but also i would say why would you mess with success ever like we overthink things way too often yeah and um, just because something's different doesn't make it better. So yeah, um, if something's working, yeah, you keep pushing the boundaries. But if you're going to tell me that Shang-Chi is the same thing as Iron Man, I'll tell it's you it maybe has some, some roots in the same storytelling. But the elevation of um, their ability to tell that story through different imaging and different uh, you know, characters and, and different looks and different places, it, it all changes. So... You know, whether you're interchanging things for the better or you're making a completely different story, as long as the movie outcome is, is solid, I don't care. Really don't care. I'm having fun either way. So Yeah. Um And I will say this too. It's better than the movie I made, right? So Yeah, yeah. I haven't made any so good movies. Yeah, exactly. So I've I think it's just to. just um entertainment is entertainment for a reason. Just go there to be entertained, have fun. And if you're not, don't don't yeah. go back. Right. That's real easy. So the other small bit of news is that uh, yet again, Wakanda Forever got pushed back uh, as far as production goes because of COVID. So it looks like 
it could still come out later in November of this year, but I would say they are on my watch list for the next delay. The only problem with that is that if they delay that, they have to delay other things too. So I don't know. We'll we'll see how this goes, but I wouldn't be shocked to see uh, Black Panther push back again. We'll we'll see. Yeah. Um, I guess that's one benefit to not having like one movie per month because you still have extra months to <laughs> uh, release these things. Yeah. So we'll we'll see how that goes in the future, and uh, that'll be a hot topic later on. But it's amazing, and in, in the MCU, you, you just you can't skip anything. So mm. uh, we have so much coming up, you know, in the near future that even though Black Panther was a sensational movie and it's on the way, we still have like five things that are more important than that right now. So, uh, well, one thing I wanted to briefly touch on is uh, Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness is getting much closer. Uh, Like we always say, we don't don't search out spoilers just because it takes away from some of the fun. Yeah. But uh, if, if you're hearing anything at all, it's that it sounds like the cast is growing day by day it's becoming massive yeah. and we're going to see probably some variants of some characters uh in the mcu coming to multiverse of madness so uh i had a couple questions just basic one what are your thoughts on seeing like maybe the alternate versions of these characters and then secondarily who would you want to see like what's the <laughs> coolest uh, variant you can think of from Hollywood to portray one of your favorite uh, superheroes? Um, first question was what my thoughts were on the big cast. I think Just that's the idea cool. of having all these different variants and introducing a multiverse in this way. I think that's cool because I think it kind of sets the tone for what they've established through the Loki series and through Spider-Man because we got different variations of Peter Parker. We saw how many right. different infinite like worlds there are and universes that there are so there's potentially even more peter parkers than just that so uh just those three that we saw so yeah i mean we're um we're we're in a in a strange place right (laughs) pun intended yeah so like um i think it's i think it would be really great to show these these variants um as far well, what's as your like dream cast, dream casting it can be as silly as you want it to be or as uh, legit as you think. I've seen it making the rounds and I think that it's actually kind of funny, but also like, oh, like, you know, great would be just like who they originally wanted to have as like Tony Stark and who they originally wanted to have as Captain America. Like, I, I think like uh, they were actually looking at Tom Cruise at one point for being Tony Stark. And so that's kind of made the rounds now, like people like cropping tom cruise's face on the iron man body and like it's just so silly and weird and you're like no because tom cruise isn't this or that or he's you know crazy or whatever but like i think that would be hilarious to see like you know well didn't they initially want john krasinski as captain america as well yeah i mean i think those two are absolutely happening so i don't think those are like dream casting at all i think that's like 97% 97% chance <laughs> that those are coming. You don't I, have any, any I, interesting I think ones? The, the, the interesting ones, I wouldn't even say it's like castings, but I, I, I think that I would like to see uh, the original X-Men, like the original cast of the X-Men. Um, that would be really cool because as of right now, they wouldn't be considered like an alternate cast. I think 
people like you and me would obviously know that they're like an alternate, like that's not our like MCU version of the X-Men because we don't have an MCU version of the X-Men yet. Um, I think this would kind of like canonize in a way that universe and saying that, okay, this, this happened and this existed, but it was in a different universe, which, you know, it adds to Marvel lore, Marvel movie lore. Um, but it's also acknowledging that like, yeah, they're like basically variants. Like this is a different thing. This didn't happen in our time and whether or not they choose to go whatever route they're going with, with the new X-Men that we're going to have in probably like three or four years from now, that'll be its own thing. And and we'll see where they go with that. But I think I would love to see the original X-Men. Man, that would, that would be just as cool to me as seeing Toby in Spider-Man. Um, and just as impactful for me because the X-Men movies, when I was a kid, I loved Spider-Man and X2 was probably the next most watched movie when I was a kid. So that was a very measured, well thought answer. Yeah. <laughs> I say, I want Danny DeVito as Thor. That's my, Oh my gosh. That's my hope. <laughs> I mean, I would love to see that. So, anyways, I started smashing. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> come on, you're giving you're giving me really <laughs> good answers. This is no fun. <laughs> I, I need the I need the rock as like, the, I don't know, the rock as uh, Thanos, but Thanos. his real face, you know, yeah. like just gives the eyebrow, all kinds of crazy stuff as he's about um, to snap. I mean, they could do anything they want. I I would love to see some some <laughs> what if joke ones. <laughs> what if, what if they just like. Instead of the Thanos snap, like Thanos as the like the rock as Thanos snaps his finger, and instead of the hearing the snap, it's like the edit is while he's doing the eyebrow raise, and so it's like, and his eyebrow raises. It's about drive. It's about power. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> That's his reason for getting the stones. Right. Yeah. He does the it's Thanos about drive. It's about power. That would be great. <laughs> so, aside from being the director of casting we also podcast so let's talk about uh hawkeye episode six Mm. and where where we kind of left off as far as the characters go um we won't go scene by scene you guys have seen it uh pun intended by now so uh it it was a a fun ride uh like all the other ones i do think it felt a little bit rushed the the episode sixes just seemed to be that way i guess there's a lot of things that they're juggling and i don't know to to, uh to me it was a little bit uh quick in Mm. a way some of the things ended but uh there were some big takeaways from this and a lot of thoughts about these characters and and their futures Mm -hmm. probably the biggest one right away to me that's just glaringly obvious is the idea that kind of canonically kingpin died already <laughs> like, oh, yeah. after like you know well here's the thing three minutes of screen time right. a- apparently he was shot in the face <laughs> Here, here's the thing though that or the chest I, I, or wherever she was at i uh i instantly was like no he's not dead yeah of course everybody had that same reaction well, yeah um but in the comics you know she it's the same kind of thing and i and i thought like okay 
like before I started, like before I even hit press, like press play mm-hmm. to watch the episode, I was like, if there's ever a moment where Echo and Kingpin are face to face and she has that demeanor, like she's wanting to kill him, I was like, they're they're gonna pan the camera, like they're not gonna show you, mm-hmm. and I was immediately thinking that because it's genius, because you leave the viewer for just even if it's just for a split second you leave people like oh my gosh they really just killed (laughs) off the heck like right after they debuted him and that's worth it that's totally worth it because yeah to me he's definitely not but what's ironic is this happened in the comics and once again like the irony of it is that he comes back blind blinded which is daredevil's thing daredevil you know it's 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 awesome so i'm excited uh to see that and um yeah that was that was such a crazy moment yeah even even knowing that it still was like for like five seconds i was like oh my gosh Well, because there's like there's always that slivery of you that goes i mean as a city hero they got bigger issues maybe they are just like yeah introducing maybe that was the surprise you know but the beauty of that is somebody who's not a big mcu person or sorry i should say marvel person goes oh she she killed the the guy yeah the big guy that's awesome that's a good ending (laughs) to her story yeah like i don't know killing is any ever good ending but um yeah she takes care of the the problem and in a way he's been like manipulating her since childhood and she wins the the war mm-hmm. um and to an mcu fan or a marvel fan or whatever they go eh okay we'll see you later you mm-hmm. know you're on the shelf for now yeah um but both you know it doesn't affect negatively either side in my opinion so i, I didn't mind what they did there but it was quite shocking i mean when you see it happen you're like Wait, he's not gonna do it like anything, <laughs> right? But it makes somewhat sense that, I mean, the whole time we were doing the, the recaps, I was like, "There's no freaking way that Kingpin's gonna be like at the end of this series as the guy that's in the way of the finale." And it just didn't. It was too big. Uh, he's too big, I should say, for that moment. Um, and so she kind of just, you know, gets rid of him, and so the the rest of the story can unfold. But you gotta be thinking there's a bigger story at play here and so yeah if if the bullet did make its way into him um you still assume that there's a story like you just mentioned uh but it panned away before before the gun was shot at all so yeah. it's a possibility he she grabbed missed. her arm yeah <laughs> you yeah, know like there's, there's he's so a big many. dude yeah um but i don't know it, he almost was looking at her like there's nothing else i can do I think I'll make it through whatever you're about to do to me, but mm-hmm. you know I I can't fight in this moment. But we'll see. I, I I'm pretty fascinated to see where they go with this, but I don't think we're gonna see him for a while now. No. So. Well, the 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 big thing with the whole like Spider-Man and Hawkeye is that Daredevil and Kingpin are canonical now. So. I think we've both said it differently. Yeah. Sp- use different letters so that, that's where <laughs> we're, we're not yeah english majors no we're or minors <laughs> but um or like even speakers at the at the moment Can, so cannot <laughs> canonically can, well, can, canonically i'm i don't know I, I, man i'm pretty sure it's canonically 
Sounds like Karan Butler. Karan Butler. All right, go ahead. Um, Do your thing. The uh, the the idea though is that they brought back Daredevil. They brought back Kingpin, um, and for people who are fans of that series, like number one, you kind of know that he wasn't like Kingpin's not dead. But at the same time, some of those people are gonna see that and be like, "What? Yeah, like they killed him off that quick." You know, like, but once again, analytical brain, if you're, if you watched the entirety of the Hawkeye episode six, you would have seen Kingpin taking mad damage and somehow surviving all of it because he's just that powerful. So like, I'm pretty sure a gunshot would probably be like a little tickle to be honest. I don't know about a tickle. He's like, he he was still crazy, crazy dude. He got hit by a car. He got. Yeah, like, but a gunshot is a up. whole different ball game. Got blown up by the crazy like Stark industry arrow. That was nuts. I, I don't think so, it's a tickle. I think it'd be more like a a, a simple wound that yeah. can be bandaged. There we go. Um like if a human was to be like stabbed by a pen or something. I don't right. know. But I, I mean he it was funny because when he was fighting Kate, um she, I mean, she beat him for whatever that means. She escaped, I guess, is the best way to put it. Um, but she kind of won their little battle. What was really funny was when he was fighting. The I I kind of liked the way they did it. I don't know how it is in the comics, but if you if you fight in a video game or you're walking around in a video game and you're in like low gravity, that's kind of what he looked like when he was fighting. Like <laughs> yeah. he swings in slow motion and he kicks in slow motion. Like they're making him, even though they can't make him too big because of the limits of humans mm-hmm. um and and silly looking cgi if they made him too big they the way that they make him move actually makes him feel bigger than he is yeah so i think they did a really cool job in how they portrayed the character especially in that fight where he was just like always a step slow but even knowing that she would just couldn't really injure him right so like he has a hard time getting that final blow in because he's a little slow. But if you you know he picks you up and he punches you, you don't you don't go to the ground. You fly twenty feet back in the air because mm. that's he just puts you in low grav mode. So <laughs> that's what it looked like to me, you know. Yeah, I mean he's he's an intense like being for sure in the Marvel universe. Like he's just crazy powerful. Um. And the thing that I think that a lot of people who were fans of the Daredevil series kind of maybe had a flashback to with the mom. Um, gosh, I, I'm hor- we're, we're both horrible with names. I can't remember her, her name in the show. Um, Don't look at me. But uh, the way that he was like, he was about to kill her. Because we've seen this kind of thing before, like in the Daredevil series. I can't remember the guy's name either, but there was a... Uh, Maybe season one or two, uh, he kind of gets like double crossed by uh, one of the guys who's under him. I think his name is Leland. Um, and he just straight up murders this dude like so quick. And the dude's even like, "Yeah, if you kill me, like there's evidence that shows whatever." And he just didn't care. He was like, <laughs> "Screw it," and just kills him anyways. Throws him down a garbage chute or something Ooh. like that. Like it's crazy. Uh. Well, no, it's not a garbage chute. It's even worse. They're in like an abandoned, like a not abandoned, but a building that's under construction. Like uh-huh. they're still building the building. 
<laughs> he just throws him down this chute that's like many stories high. Like he's already dead before he throws him, but it's just like he's just like piece of trash at that point. Like it's crazy. Um, Do you ever have those moments where you realize English is dumb? English is very dumb. Why would it's you shoot a shoot? Be building a building. building a building. <laughs> yeah, a completed building, building is called a building. building. But while you're building it, it's still the a verb is building. Yeah, building That's a building. Ridiculous. <laughs> I guess constructing would probably constructing be the proper word. There we but go. Still. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that was totally about to happen to the mom. Like he was absolutely gonna like Michael Myers kill this woman because she double crossed him. And you don't you don't do that to don't uh, play Uno with Kingpin, right? Or yeah. sorry, you, you hit him with a draw four. He's gonna he's, <laughs> he's gonna, gonna smash draw four your brains. Guns at your yeah. face. He's just gonna destroy you. Um, Yikes! So yeah, uh, the the scene with with him and Kate fighting was was pretty intense in that moment, just because she's literally trying to save her mom from him. And she he's like batting her away like she's a fly, like yeah. she's just annoying. You know, it's like, you know how he fights. It looks like he's holding a dog he doesn't want to drop. Yeah, that's exactly what. It's <laughs> you like. know, like yeah, or something expensive like a vase or something, and he's just like yeah, always using one arm and he's <laughs> always slowly turning. Yeah, it's hilarious. Unless he's fighting Daredevil, that's yeah. If he's fighting Daredevil, it's woof. It's okay. completely. If he starts doing backflips and stuff, I'm out. <laughs> no, Pin drops yeah. drops an elbow. Gonna be game over Ooh, for everybody. Yeah, for sure. It'd be a nine point seven earthquake. What? Where do you He's think we may see him next? Uh, there's got to be like a Daredevil series coming, right? Like, I, I that's Eventually. what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. Um, so it's gonna be a while. Yeah, because there's not even an announcement. Which we know how Marvel works, man. Like, it could I mean, be it could a while, be next but year. it could be like, yeah, it could be like next year. But at this point, a while is next year. Like, let's mm. not get it twisted. They don't even have release dates for half of next year. Yeah, so, but dude, like, you know? these days it feels like I sneeze and, like, a month has gone by. Well, that's what I'm saying. So, like, like, next year is far away for the MCU, but oh, in our right, lives, like, right. far away is, like, I don't even know anymore. It's <laughs> I don't just, even know, It's right? going too fast. Everything's going so fast. Um. So, yeah, I'm really... <laughs> Thinking that he'll probably pop up in like a Daredevil series, he might be in an Echoes series, which no clue when that's even releasing. Uh, don't even know if they've even started shooting. I don't know that about yet. that one. So, um, I don't think they know. Yeah, they 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 keep throwing these release dates out, but then they always shift them. So true. Who cares? Because uh, Doctor Strange was supposed to be like a March release uh, or something dude, like Doctor that. Doctor Strange so. was supposed to come out in like February. Yeah. So we'll see. When is um, Doctor Strange now? May. I believe. You gotta wait that long. I'm telling you though, it's gonna go by so fast. When is Thor's in like July? Yeah. Something like that. Oh man, they were like February and, and May. And yeah, yeah. I Dang. Know. It sucks. Are we getting anything next month? Next month? Is it is uh, She Hulk coming? Like out? February? I don't think so. I think March is the next thing with uh Moon Knight. I think that's the, the closest Moon thing. Moon Knight's we have. first? Moon Knight's first, I believe. Whoa. So that's uh, exciting. Yeah. Um Extremely excited for that, though. Um, what do you think of the costume? Like his costume, Kingpin's yeah. costume? No, no, no. Uh, Moon, oh, Moon Knight's just costume. Quick, um, quick change the subject. I thought that was awesome. And I love the eyes. The eyes yep. were the, the selling point for me. I was totally really sold cool after looking. seeing that. Yeah. It's also and, completely different than anything we have right now. Right. Totally. And I loved the little scene, the like little horror scene 
in the oh, yeah. like where he's like getting in the elevator, like the oh. crawling, yeah, something, yeah, that that very cool. I'm I'm so ready for this. I'm so freaking ready for the series, man. I can't wait. So when when we leave off with Echo, um, Maya Lopez is her is her story something you can even think of at this point, or is it just like we don't know what that show is going to be about? Like, do you have any thoughts? I don't. Uh, I didn't get too in depth into what I thought her story was because the rest of the episode is so focused on the other characters. Other than the stuff that I remembered from like her and Kingpin in the comics. I don't really remember too much else, man. And I feel like I'm kind of letting some folks down, but like, yeah, I don't really. Well, do you foresee an in-betweener? Do you see a villain? Do you see a hero moving forward? What's? I see like an in-betweener. Yeah. Moving forward. Um, because she's one of those characters, kind of like a Bucky or somebody that's kind of like a hero, sort of, but like, they have a bad past right. or like uh, things are just kind of, you know, murky in their past. So yeah, I think she's kind of going to be yeah. viewed as like that in between her kind of a character. Makes sense to me. I agree. Yeah. She was, she was an in between character in this series, in my opinion. Um, yeah. She's no doubt like not good, you know, cause she's setting out to just kind of do harm at this point. But mm-hmm. Um, it's out of revenge, and and eventually, usually in the MCU, people that are seeking revenge, they either die, or they become whole at some point. Yeah. So, yeah. I I totally see them possibly going in a Defenders route too, where we get like a different version of the Defenders because, and this is gonna probably upset a lot of people, but I feel like when they're bringing back these characters from the Netflix series, there's really only like three that are going to be brought back. Yeah, nobody wants to see Iron Fist. Nobody wants to see Iron Fist, no. Like, I would like to see the Iron Fist character, but not that Iron Fist. Well, yeah. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Iron a, Fist a, fans, I don't think... A redone version of it would be cool. Think he's coming. But, like, Jessica Jones is probably not going to happen. Uh, even Luke Cage probably won't happen. Uh, I think it's probably going to be The Punisher, Daredevil, and Kingpin. Like, I those are Luke the Cage three. Luke Cage is on his way. Those are the three that I would assume would be brought back if luke cage is brought back that would be awesome uh but i think iron fist is the only one not coming back i think yeah. all the characters are on their way eventually i just don't know the timelines it's really right hard to it's it's tough trust. to to narrow it all down it just seems like to me like daredevil and the punisher were obviously the two series from all of the netflix series that did extremely well yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, so it totally sure. makes sense for them to bring them back because those three were crucial to the entire story of those series. So um, I would assume that those three would be the easy like guys that they bring back. Yeah, they probably already have contracts with yeah. um, everybody they want to have contracts with at this point. Yeah. And it'll just slowly leak out who all made the final cut. But, yeah. yeah, I mean. But if they if they do it that way where they don't bring back the others – then you have potential for like doing a new version of the defenders where you have, you know, maybe echo and moon Knight and she Hulk or somebody like that. That's like just brought in maybe blade. Do you think they'd still use the name or do you think they'd, you know, switch to something else? Well, defenders has been used in the comics for many different groups, like groups that maybe have one or two characters that are similar from another group that was called the same thing. Like the defenders itself yeah. has been used multiple times. Um, 
there was a Defenders that was like here recently, I think, that was like Hulk, Doctor Strange, Silver Surfer, and like Namor, I think. The heck is Silver Surfer doing? It was insane. Those guys. It was really cool. But uh, yeah, they were technically called the Defenders for a little while. Um, and once again, like the success of the Netflix show, when you hear the word, the defenders, you're thinking like the street level heroes that are like, you know, daredevil and all those guys. But it, I don't think that it can technically in the comics can be tied down to one certain thing. So I guess that's going just forward. They could me. call it the defenders and just say that, you know, this is a different version of it. It's like the Avengers, you know, like, sure. You can't, you can't like say that this new team is the Avengers, but you might have that line used by somebody else. Like we are the Avengers, even though it's called like the dark Avengers or the young Avengers or whatever. Kind of like how Clint Barton is never mentioned as actually being Hawkeye. He's never called Hawkeye or anything like that. He doesn't go by it. He just goes by Clint. Um, But you know him as Hawkeye. Mm Mm-hmm similar thing where like you know that this is the young avengers or dark avengers but they're literally just called the avengers or something like that so i think it would be some something along those lines i just always wonder if they want to rehash something that already has a previous existence in in media yeah they're they haven't been too shy uh in doing that but usually they wait quite a while before they retake over the the name yeah um well i I mean i think at this point too it's kind of like the x-men like we know the X-Men as a specific cast, mm-hmm. you know, and even then they've like redone that cast and made them younger because right. it fit the mold for what the story was being, when the story was being told. Yeah. And they did an incredible job. Of Probably that. got better with the younger ones somehow. I don't yeah, know. It was, it, it, it was really cool. Those ones were phenomenal. But uh, like when we look at the future X-Men, like it's going to be a completely different cast. It's gonna be weird. So that'll be the first series, yeah, to really, really see the the difficulty mm-hmm. of trying to rebrand because I think everybody's ready for a new Fantastic Four, um, and we're excited for a new X Men, but we're also very clearly X Men has one image in our brain, and Fantastic Four. I think most it, people will yeah. default to you know the two thousand two or whatever year that yeah. one was, but it's still not like burned in our and, like jessica alba is probably the only yeah. one that we can really point to and go that you know because even chris evans yeah whatever he's right. like captain america now you know who cares yeah. and i think what's cool about this too is like marvel has so they have those two right there that are like maybe i think the x-men obviously is like a household name but like fantastic four not so much but it's something that people know even if it's bad people know it they've heard of it right yeah yeah, yeah. so they have this unique opportunity now, and th- and I think that, once again, they're really smart in doing this because Fantastic Four is obviously going to come out before X-Men. Mm-hmm. So you have that that opportunity ahead of time to say, okay, this is how we can recast and retell a story or completely start from scratch with a story and make it interesting, make it cool, and make it better than it ever was. Right. Because I think that's what everybody is anticipating is that this is obviously going to be the best Fantastic Four we have because Marvel Studios is in charge of it now. Yeah. So They don't miss. <laughs> yeah, they don't miss. So it's kind of like when we were talking about with Arisham 
like that's kind of the the them like treading the waters into seeing how they can do a Galactus in the future. Yeah. So kind of similar s- scenario there. No doubt. Um, so as as she was, uh, Kate Bishop was fighting Kingpin. She she got away, and uh, her her mom, which was in the car that helped, uh, you know, she helped him, uh, Kingpin, kind of be detained mm-hmm. uh, by by hitting him. <laughs> which uh, that was a left field, right? <laughs> uh, it, it was interesting because the the story between these two ends with. Kate, you know, trying to like save her mom and the mom saving Kate and then, you know, gently going away into a police officer's arms because uh, she was found guilty for the murder of uh, Armand, mm. the, the Armand the third. Per- third, yes. Yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> so many Armands. Got a name right. Uh, right. I-, I hadn't even thought about Armand for a minute now, but <laughs> I'm happy I remembered his name. Yeah. But uh, Kate apparently turned her into the the police that she was the murderer and probably uh you know gave the video mm. and her mom was not pleased with what she did and she basically said you don't you don't know what I've done for you and you don't know the privileged life I I gave you and the one that I protected you from but Kate wasn't trying to hear it and she uh got her first criminal off the street I guess and it was yeah. her mom yeah and That's I will say story. this I was right. You were right about. I said that at the end of the day, she's gonna save Kate. I knew she had a good heart. Yeah, she's still a bad person, but yeah. she had a good heart for Kate. So and she cared I just about gotta, Kate. I had to get that one. Yeah, because I was wrong on a lot of things, but that one was one thing I actually got right. I don't even think I got a single thing right. This was so, a tough uh, show, know. man. Uh, you know that was um, it, it was a cool series because you get introduced into a brand new character. Um, and you kind of get to see them grow over time. And while this was comedic for most of it, like seeing her grow and stuff like that, and people maybe don't want to see that, but whatever, it was different. It was like, and I mean, obviously it's going to be somewhat comedic because she's a kid. Like she's very young. Right, like learning how to be a superhero and stuff like this. So, and if like, Clint is a co-star. It's not going to be a romantic storyline, so right? So, yeah, do something. Yeah, um, and I, I, man, I thought it was. I thought they did a really good job. Uh, we got, you know, great scenes with like with that. You know, uh, her and Eleanor kind of uh, coming to an understanding. I guess would be a way of putting it. Like, you know. Eleanor did all of this crazy illegal stuff and she was doing it with the best intentions, but it doesn't erase that it's illegal. And she's associating with freaking Kingpin of all people. So yeah. Um, it was really cool to see Kate's character just grow. Uh, we have, we've had Devin on for what, like two or three episodes and he was going crazy about, Hawkeye in this whole series and like that's his favorite character and it was cool for me to like see this play out and like I didn't go back and read any of the old comics or anything because I just wanted to like experience the show as the show and um it was it was a blast going through this and seeing her grow as a character so well after seeing Maya Lopez's story of 
kind of being raised slash manipulated by Kingpin into crime, you, you got to kind of feel for Eleanor as well because it, it's probably that at some point she got caught up in something and then got in over her head and she couldn't leave. Yeah. And I'm sure at some point she wanted to get out because she had her daughter and she wanted to take care of her, but she felt like she couldn't. So I don't know if that's true, but it feels like it is. Yeah. And I, okay, speculate or not, is she in a prison that matters or is she just in prison? Mm. What do you think? Is there is it worth she could be talking about in the future she could be there's you know she didn't go to the raft for well she did murder somebody <laughs> she did murder someone but it is murder they're not gonna send you to the raft for not for murder. killing a 90 year old no they're not gonna send you to the raft for that <laughs> um, uh, who knows kingpin has ties you know right uh i don't know man i mean there's uh <laughs> this would be insane like if she's in prison and then like on the other side of the prison is like Cletus Cassidy, <laughs> you know, like that would be nuts. Like if we had an alternate version already of Cletus Cassidy, who we just saw in Venom too. Yeah. After Venom uh, ate him. Yeah. Uh, would be like a uh, variant, I guess. But uh, yeah, that'd be, that'd be crazy. I mean, I don't know. I don't think she'd go to, there's potential though. There's always potential. They love to do that. They love to have like this little scene where maybe we yeah. see Eleanor in the future. Relevant right prison, now. And then and one day they go, wait a second. Yeah. The somebody pauses at the right time when some car, like guard is checking a clipboard and they pause it and they look at the names on the clipboard. Oh and they're my like, God. Oh my, he's right there. You know, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's possible. Very possible. Nothing like the raft, though, dude. I don't. Th- <laughs> she killed Armand the third and the just third, gets sent man. to the raft. What the heck is that? She killed the third. Jeez. What if she kills the fifth or whatever he was, the seventh? That kid, the, the little kid. Uh, Annoying. That's kid. a raft offense, probably. Right. <laughs> I don't that's know. A, What's kill the, the level kid? Of, how many rooms do they have at the raft? What do you have to do to get into that one in the Guardians of the Galaxy? Oh, the spinning in in space. Yeah, you got to do some crazy stuff to get in that one. But then yeah. again, it's space. Like, laws are different. Right. You know, like, oh, the way our prison's set up, you can kill, like, there's no difference between you killing one person and killing, like, six. Can you imagine, like, traffic laws in space? Oh, it's got to be crazy. Oh. Like, if we imagine really. Imagine being a traffic cop in space. <laughs> go, <laughs> be you the have worst to go home job to your wife every night. Jobs. You'd be miserable. Oh, what gosh. are you, a. You wouldn't be married. You're a you space cop. <laughs> You'd be married? As a traffic cop yeah, in space, know, no shot. What are you doing with your life? I'm you a traffic people. cop in space. And they're like, oh, oh, we should probably leave this That'd guy alone. sad, man. <laughs> what if you were a parking meter cop in space, though? Oh, that would be even worse. That would be the worst, yeah. You, like, posted up near Mars, and you thought you had a spot, and somebody from three light years away, <laughs> <laughs> there's a security camera set up, and they're like, yeah. oh, we got somebody, and, you know, yeah, X-135. Oh my gosh! That'd be bad, man. That's crazy. <laughs> I would, if that's the Guardians Christmas special, just uh, Rocket sign Raccoon a, being a, a traffic cop because the the Guardians split up. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Gotta cut us Groot's a check like on that one because we blowing this. whistles. Groot's got his <laughs> arms extended, so I'm going I that way. Groot. That way, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wait. What was that? I am Groot. <laughs> I did am a, Groot. He did a voice. I am Groot. Uh, 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 that's pointing in different one. ways. 
Um, yeah, so you know, from from space travel to uh, Elena and Clint, they had their own little story. Yeah, um, Elena was trying to kill Clint, and and before I gloss over it, uh, Clint was also being or sorry, yeah, Clint was being hunted by uh, Kazi, mm. and so Kazi while this fight between Elena, who finally finds Clint uh, on the ice rink is going down. Echo is actually fighting Kazi and Echo wins the battle. I don't know if she really meant to kill him. Reluctantly. But like yeah. he made he gave her no choice basically. Yeah. And he he basically told her I, you know I was going to die in battle or or keep going, you know, one of the two. So she knew it was the right thing, but um you know, he's he's a significant character in the show. I don't think it, it matters in the long term, but as this fight was going on, Yelena finally gets to Clint after a dinner party search and, you know, walking through uh, the building with, with uh, Kate. And we had some fun little scenes between them. They were fighting each other. But ultimately, once she finds Clint, it is game on and she tries to kill him. Mm. And. Well, I wouldn't even say that. She didn't get to the point where she could. But basically what happens is they have the conversation um, mm -hmm. that you had, you know, predicted mm -hmm. previously. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know, wh what was your feelings in that moment? And, and how did you how did you experience that? I thought it was the I thought it was really like the best part of the whole series, to be honest, was Yelena and Clint wasn't even really about Kate. <laughs> it was about Yelena and Clint. Um, and I think it was something that a lot of people were anticipating because it was either going to end one or two ways. It was either going to be that she would actually kill him or that, you know, they would have that conversation and like there would be some sort of closure. Uh, what this means for Yelena's character going forward, I have no clue because from what we know, she's working with... Uh, uh, Junie B. Jones. <laughs> yeah, she's working. This with is the Elaine. one. Yeah, you so always, like, you always forget her name. I always forget her name. But uh, Elaine is all she. You is. you know most like, of the big hero names, but yeah, she's the one that she's always the one that always eludes me every time, every time. It's Val. 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 Yes. It's yes. just simply Val. Val. There's a longer name there, but yeah. See, I'm it. trying to remember the long name. That's why no, I'm just go with Val up with it. But Val. Um, Call me Val. So we know that she's working with Val. And obviously that's not a good situation because she's also working with U.S. Agent and he's horrible. So <laughs> Horrible. Um, yeah. Uh, but now that she kind of has this like clarification of, you know, Natasha's death, it's like, uh, where does she go from here? Like, does yeah. she like live a different life now like does she completely change you know like kind of a uh, intense moment for she's, her because it is had like, a lot of like weird wake-up calls of like i don't even know what's going on yeah <laughs> you know, like, like over and over and over over and over and over and over again like for most of her life she was assuming that that family that she had was an actual family and it wasn't even that and like then she's in like what's her name's freaking bathroom and then walks out and it's five years later. Right. Like that's crazy, man. Like 
she's had we talk about characters in in the past we've talked on this show about like Wanda and all these other characters that are just like going through it mm-hmm. Yelena's going through it man like she's experienced some crazy crazy things already and we've known her for like oh like however many minutes she's even been on screen <laughs> you know what I mean yeah. like it's not even like an hour I don't think at this point maybe maybe I mean she was significant in Black Widow mm-hmm. so um yeah like this is insane she's gone through this much already um but having that little closure with with Clint was amazing like I said where she goes from here I have no clue I was still kind of holding out hope that there would be some sort of uh some sort of like dark avengers team that Val is forming uh especially once we saw in that postcard scene of Black Widow that she was reaching out to Yelena like I was thinking that like okay we're going to have like Yelena US agent whatever is going on with the Winter Soldier after Falcon and the Winter Soldier right. could be he could be the next one um, and there's still going to be characters that are just kind of like on the wayside at the moment from the previous Avengers films where it's like, what are they going to do with this character? What are they going to do with that character? It's like, oh, you can just put them in a different team or something. So I was laughing a bit cause I was just thinking of like how frustrated I and probably so many people were when like they were expecting some sentiment, awesome, like introduction of something in the post credit scene and we're she in broadway sneezed. so she like blows no, her nose? no we're watching oh, a broadway oh. show oh i thought you were talking i'm about like the what vowel. are you talking about you know that I, I would love to see that as like an extra yeah like give me that on the dvd yeah but like Don't. come on man yeah. we're all like waiting for this awesome post credit scene and it just keeps going and going and you're like really that's right we already saw like 30 seconds of it anyway mm. So I don't know. It was it was a little bit frustrating. It was it was, it was a fun post credit scene, but when you your expectations are much much higher, it kind of sucked. But yeah, I was just kind of giggling about that one because I remember just in the moment, well, I'm like what? Let's come on, man. Let's actually while we're here, while we're thinking about this stuff, why, why don't we like actually kind of take a look back at the post credit scenes? Uh, from what we do remember of post credit scenes this year, because I I don't know if they've been a little less significant than what initially could have been thought <laughs> or uh if they've actually been really great so far okay, I can't so really WandaVision was white vision right no that was that was that was episode five post credit yeah um post credit scene six was oh that was when uh what's her name sees the scroll in the theater and they're talking about how like Nick Fury's in like space or something Oh, and uh, then we see Nick in space. Yeah. Right? I I think we saw Nick in space in like the ending of Spider-Man 2. But what else did we see? Um, That wasn't post-credit. With WandaVision? Yeah. That was like the second post-credit scene because there was two, right? I thought that was just the end of the episode. Hmm. But maybe I'm missing. Oh, we had the one where she was out in the woods, like she was in the house. That was definitely yeah. post. She was doing the, uh, yeah. There was yeah, two. Yeah, I think, because that was the first one. I think. I don't think was, the theater no, that one was, the was second a post one. credit though. That was the second one, the one with her in the in the house. Right. 
that was the second post credit scene. The first post credit scene was uh, what's her name going into the theater. Really? Yeah. I thought that and, was just the end of the episode. And uh, what's her name? The other one turns into a scroll, and she's like, you know. Yeah, you yeah. need to go up there or whatever. Right. What well, wasn't that kid? There was a kid that was like, somebody needs to talk to you in the theater. Yes. Yeah. I thought that was the end of the episode. Maybe I'm tripping. I'm losing it. Um. Okay. And then we had Falcon Winter Soldier. That post credit scene eludes me. I don't know. This is a bad exercise. We can't even remember it. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying though. It's like, <clears throat> hmm, like were they kind of like way different than what our expectations were? Or? I have no clue. I really can't remember. Um, because I feel like with post credit scenes now, it's like the expectations are that like, oh, if it's a big movie, then we're gonna have a massive end credit scene where like Galactus is somewhere out there, or like Doctor Doom is somewhere out there, and Marvel's kind of just been like, eh, slow your roll. <laughs> We're setting up the very next movie, you know, like that's it. Um, because I'm gonna be honest, I think if I if I remember right, the freaking Spider-Man in credit scene was just a trailer for Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they've been like very slow paced, which is nice. Well, but, it was you know. a trailer, but it was also introduced in a non-trailery way. It wasn't like yeah. It didn't just like start, here's the trailer. It was more like this is a scene and then you realize all of a sudden it goes into a fast-paced version. So it, mm. they gave us an actual like scene and then a trailer. So yeah, in a way it kind of gave us something. It was a little different. <clears throat> Loki's end was the, uh, the, the the chest, right? Am I remembering correctly? The chest? There was a, there was a sword with a, a, no, a chest. No, that was with Eternals. A oh, it was Eternals? That was Eternals, yeah. And then, Loki's oh, there's two end credits scene, in, in the Eternals. Okay. Yeah, Loki's end credit scene was, uh, no, that was just the ending of the show where he, like, sees. There was no end credits in Loki. Oh, and was, there wasn't an end credit no, scene. No, there wasn't. It was just uh, season two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, end credit scene for Falcon and the Winter Soldier was um, the power broker being. Oh, uh, gotcha. Yeah. It was her making a phone Sharon. call. Yeah. Walking down the steps. Walking down the steps. Gotcha. Uh, and Val, but I think Val was maybe in the show. I don't think that was an end credit scene. I think she was actually in the show, right? What was the Val end credit scene? The the Val like approaching John Walker. I think that was just I think in that the was show. an episode. Yeah, yeah. So Pretty sure. Yeah, the end credit scene was just Sharon. Could be though. I don't know. Possibly being the power broker. Track anymore. Uh, like you said, Loki didn't have one. Um, and then we had Eternals and Shang Chi. Yeah, Shang Chi was so just Shang Chi uh, was the uh, big, uh, like thing of like the rings, of, yeah, yeah, being from a different planet. It could be massive at some point. It was like yeah, it's a they had a Captain Marvel and uh, Banner. Banner was there, which I'm still freaked out by that, um, because he was actually Banner. Yeah, like he wasn't smart. We're gonna find something out so, there. Um, um, but his arm was in a sling, right? His arm was in a it was in a sling, I think. So, okay. yeah, uh, that's we'll it's going to be interesting to see that, and well, we'll definitely get explanation of that in She Hulk. Oh, for sure. Um, and then Eternals was we freaking got those. Harry Styles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but it's like, are they underwhelming or are they like? Well, they progressed the storyline. Yeah, they and then like, they progressed. Was like, we got nothing. We yeah, absolutely. Hawkeye nothing. was just here's just like, some tape that we have. Right, right. I gotta ask though. Mm-hmm. 
you 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 said it didn't seem like Elena was going in for the kill, but the whole series you had a, a sinking feeling Hawkeye was going down. So yeah, what, I, I felt. At what point did you think? Oh wait, no, he's gonna be okay. I think the more I just thought about it, the more I thought about it, the more I was like, no, there's no way that they can just kill him off. Like even though I felt like that for like four or five episodes, <laughs> I was like, there's no way that they could just kill him off like that. And the reason that I thought that she really wasn't going in for the kill in that in that like part was just because like once again it was one of those things where it was like if she wanted him dead dead like he'd be dead like she's a trained assassin like it's just like you know she's just like black widow like the character so it definitely felt like um but then again yeah i guess hawkeye even in like a weakened state could put up a fight for sure uh, it just seemed like, man, if she really wanted him dead, like I feel like she would have killed him. I, I never had the feeling he was going to die. However, um, when that scene came, I was almost like prepping myself for it because she she could have killed him, but she didn't want to kill him before she got an explanation. Yeah. Um, and so I didn't know what was going to happen when he gave her the explanation because she kept saying his line. But the longer the scene went on, the more I realized she probably wasn't going to do it because she was questioning things more than anything. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, it was a fascinating scene. Um, and, I don't know, it, it was cool to see those two characters and their love for Black Widow uh, unite them as one. So I was I was interested in that. It, it was really fun to, to see it. But I, I did, even though I never thought he was going to die, uh, in the moment I was like, oh, well, what if... Yeah, maybe I don't know. She's pretty ticked off. Kind of like that kingpin thing. Yeah, like, oh. basically. Yeah, in the in the exact opposite way. You know, mm-hmm. you're like ninety percent. He's not actually dead, but then you're like, oh, he's being shot in the face. Um, <laughs> but then there's like, you know, ninety percent. I don't think he's gonna die. But then you're like, oh, well, if it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen right now. You know, why not? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just it was interesting. The the feelings were going back and forth, and then I don't remember chronologically, but uh, regardless, we've all seen this episode. So when him and Kate were were fighting all the the flunkies with with arrows, um, that was a fun scene. That that was really cool. I think they they knew that we liked those like trick arrows, and so yeah. they gave us almost like a a firework a finale. You them. know, right. That was so cool. I loved the one with the the, the truck. Yeah, <laughs> they dude, made the truck small. And their those people are tiny. still there, <laughs> and the owl just carries them off. Like, what the heck? They're like, oh, like they just killed six people <laughs> for uh, real. Uh, <laughs> like it How was are they supposed nothing? to breathe with their little oxygen or their little lungs? Right. I don't that know, was man. Crazy. It, it is. It's it's pretty nightmarish. Yeah. Can you imagine just being like stuck in there? Well, they killed six people, but they also probably like killed like twenty, thirty people in that ice rink. That was insane. That was a like yeah. That was like they were going bonkers, fighting hordes of people. That's like playing zombies or <laughs> like Gears of War back in the day. Like that's crazy. That was a lot of folks. Yeah, it was a lot. Yeah, and those arrows were were flying, man. Yeah, <laughs> I think they were flying. The biggest thing from this episode was that Laura worked for S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. That's easily the biggest thing. Like, what? 
And I thought that would happen. But even then I was like, what? Like, that's crazy. That's so cool. Cause yeah, like she could be the mockingbird character mm-hmm. from Marvel comics. Um, yeah, man, that, that blew my mind. Cause the whole time we were like, what, what is the significance of this Rolex? Yeah. Like, what is this? Why is this so important? And it never even dawned on me that we never saw the back plate of it. We only saw the face of the, of the watch. Right. So, yeah. And that's usually where the engraving or whatever is. It's usually on the back. So, yeah. Crazy. Crazy, crazy episode. Do you think that signifies anything moving forward for her? Do you think that was more of like a, a fun little throw-in? I think it was just a fun little throw-in. I don't think... To be honest, I can't really see a place for Jeremy Renner in the future, mm-hmm. at the moment at least. It just kind of seems like that was kind of like the passing of the torch in a way. Uh, so I, I, don't, I don't see how you know, Laura would have a huge role going forward. Right. Um, it was just like maybe this little thing of like, oh, well, that's how they met, you know, like possibly. Or, uh, you know, yeah, I don't think it was anything significant. I think it was just like this little cool little thing of like, oh, yeah, she worked for S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> so you don't foresee her doing much it's, either? It's definitely possible. It's not something to just completely throw away. But in the foreseeable future, I don't see it happening. I, I just you. think there's too many other things going on to no, where no other stuff is more important. Uh, she could be a catalyst for the young Avengers. You know, at some point, if she's got shield connections, she could be the, she could be the person that puts that team together. So that could be a thing, but yeah. So as we, as we reach the, the final thoughts of this episode, um, I I would love to talk in the future as we get more and more of these TV shows how they stack up against each other. But yeah, um, just your your final takeaways from the experience that was Hawkeye, um, what you think is in the future for our Kate Bishop. Uh, we do have Echo coming out in the future, so we will at least get one spinoff from this series. So that's exciting. Um, that's not. I don't think any other show has that as of now. So no. um, congrats to Hawkeye for that victory. Yeah. And uh, big W. I think speaking of big W's, um, Haley Steinfeld, I think a lot of people really enjoyed her representation oh, yeah. of Kate Bishop. Yeah. Um, Jeremy Renner was great. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the series as a whole did its job. It entertained us through the holidays. That's really, honestly, it didn't move mountains in this series as far as the MCU mm. storyline. Um, but it did, you know, put a few things in motion. And so I, I really enjoyed it. I I liked that it wasn't too dramatic and too serious for most of it because not every show has to be that way. And some of these benefit from being, you know, more funny or uh, less serious in moments, but still giving us those uh, real life scenarios and, and, and uplifting and sad moments. So I, I was very much a fan of this one. It, it to me it wasn't quite in the um atmosphere of the top ones released this year but that's really no fault of its own it's just the lack of um the ability to tell 
macro stories. We right. were we were again in a few apartments buildings in New York City. Right. Um I think you kind of summarized how I kind of felt about it pretty well. I would say that like one thing that was a really cool takeaway from this for me is actually seeing a young Avenger being a young Avenger. Like we get exposed to characters that are going to be probably in the young Avengers at some point, but not really doing anything to the crazy extent. Like we saw speed and Wiccan doing some stuff in WandaVision, but um, we're also not seeing them like in that like teenage years, mm-hmm. like when they're actually being like in a, a young Avenger. Uh, so yeah, it's going to be fun seeing honestly seeing Haley Steinfeld as as Kate Bishop for years to come is going to be really cool because she did a really good job of that for sure she seems to really like the role too oh yeah and anytime you have that you've you've won absolutely like Marvel hit a home run with this so uh and like you said didn't move mountains it wasn't like a crazy series that like really truly changed the landscape of everything going forward or anything like that but it just kind of like set some pieces on the field, you know, and I think that the Kate Bishop character was one of those pieces that had to be on the field um, as of right now, because we did get uh, Wiccan, we did get Speed, we did get, uh, was it Isaiah Bradley, we did get, um, you know, uh, Kid Loki, we got all of those characters, so Kate Bishop was the was the big one that was missing so we we got that finally and yeah it's going to be fun to see what they're doing going forward they do have like we said we looked at the like schedule and stuff of releases and i think there are some little places where they can kind of squeeze something in possibly like a young avengers movie or something but uh we'll see I want to thank everybody for joining us for this episode. Uh, it's been a fun one. If you're not already in our uh, Facebook group, the Marvel Guys podcast, go ahead and check it out. We are on Instagram as well as Twitter. Uh, if you have some topic ideas, we would love to hear them. We're very excited to cover all this stuff moving forward, and we're going to have a whole lot of Marvel topics this year. Uh, we'll start doing some more um, you know, rankings and, and interesting topics uh, that's non specific to movies and TV shows as we get closer to the spring here and more stuff starts releasing. And uh, I can't wait to, to do that because that's some of the most fun stuff that we actually do. Oh, and fun. now that we've got more to choose from, you know, we had a lot of those things done previously about a year ago when, you know, there was five or six less um, movies and TV shows and all the stuff available. So, uh, yeah, we're going to have a, a good time. And thank you, everybody, for, for not only joining but supporting us throughout this whole venture. And uh, we'll see you. We'll see you very soon. Yeah. Peace.